The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Hello, everyone, and I'd love to welcome you to our From Good to Amazing show. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. I'm so excited to be featuring a guest today that has been someone that's been a role model for many, a business consultant. Her name is Liz Young. She started her first company when she was 27, and she's worked for herself all her life. Welcome, Liz, and we're delighted to have you on our show. Oh, thank you, Temple, and thanks so much for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. Well, it's it's my pleasure to have you, and as you know, uh, part of my passion about this show is is we know and as we teach in, in Unity um, that most people settle uh, for so much less than what they actually deserve in life, and that there's many people out there today that are saying, you know what, my life is pretty good. There's this whole other layer of life that's wanting to express itself through us in a way that's amazing, and that's something that I'm very committed to, is showing others how to do that with having people like yourself on the show. You know, it's real interesting. I was over in Fort Lauderdale uh, two or three weeks ago because I was taping a show that's going to air on Lifetime Television. It's an empowerment show, The Balancing Act. And the first question that the host asked me was, do I believe that we're born with self-esteem? So I'm going to put that question out to you, Liz. What do you think? Do you believe that we're born with self-esteem? Yes, absolutely. And and looking at my children, I, I know it without a shadow of doubt. I think and you that, can see... Through their way of being, or um, different, how they started from the very beginning. What what were some of the things that you noticed about them when they were little? Well, when you, when even before they started talking, I mean, they just knew that they could do anything. And then when they became verbal, I mean, they told you, you know, I can do this, I can do that, and um, you know, I've heard so many stories in the kindergarten classroom where kids will just immediately raise their hand if you ask them if they can do anything. Of course I can. Of course I can. And it's not until later that kids start to believe that they have any kind of limitation. And isn't it interesting that that's what other people do to them by telling them, no, you can't do that and can't do this. And the irony in all that is that it never really has anything to do with the child. It's about the person that's the facilitator of the child. That's what's so fascinating 
to me, is that it's self-imposed limitations, isn't it? Yes, it is. And as a parent, I can tell you that I often, you know, my my prayer is, please, you know, help me to be conscious of the things that I say and do as to not limit my children, because it's really easy to do even when you're not consciously aware of it. Oh, yeah, those same tapes and those um, self-imposed limited ideas start flowing through our mind and through our head, don't they? Yes. Well, what we know to be true also is that with self-esteem that it can be developed through validation and it can be developed through nurturing. Um, Otherwise, the people that have long-term low self-esteem continue to put themselves in patterns that that create an energy of almost like self-sabotage, you know, of, of failing or almost winning uh, the race or almost being successful with the diet program, uh, they, they fall short often of accomplishment because um, they aren't used to that true validation that, that they have for themselves. I was watching... Uh, last night on 60 Minutes, uh, a good friend of mine, Vi Higginson, and she has been coaching kids in Harlem to learn gospel music, to bring them to a new awareness of self-esteem. And she has them stand at attention and say their sacred name with power. And it's this entire exercise that she does over and over and over again. It's like, this is your sacred well-being. This is your sacred name. What are some of the things that you would tell us, some of the techniques? I know you've been a consultant um, through the years with people in business and um, one-on-one coaching to help people. What are some of the things you've learned along the way that, wow, this is a message that I would want to leave behind? Well, I think one of the most um, powerful tools that I've used is to get people to do what they fear most. And we've heard that often, but when you really embrace that, you know, you really are honest with yourself and identify something that really scares you, whether it's something very simple or, you know, something that takes, um, like the claustrophobia, for instance. Mm-hmm. I'll speak for me. I'm, I'm naturally claustrophobic. And so... One of the things that I did for myself was go scuba diving in the dark. Oh, and God. you couldn't even—I <laughs> couldn't even begin to tell you how terrifying um, that was for me. No, and, I can't even wrap my head around that. I'm feeling frightened just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to tell you, I went in. I went in and. Actually, I did exactly what you're not supposed to do, and anybody who's a diver out there knows that you're not supposed to ascend quickly. Well, I did because I could not see anything. It was pitch black as you're descending down. You know, you just see flashlights maybe. And um, But I went back in. After I did, you know, ascend up and thought, oh, i got to get out of here, I, I went back in, and I did that dive, and I dove... Oh, 50, 50, between 50 and 60 feet, and I stayed down there, you know, for my time limit and um, came back up. The most empowered person. I mean, I, I can't even tell you the sense of accomplishment 
that I felt because that for me was just one of my greatest fears ever. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean you've just raised I, the bar for me just like by tenfold. I mean I'm hearing the jaws sound dun 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 I'm like, Oh girl. Well and sometimes when I get really scared today, I can mentally go back to that place and it just gives me enormous amount of power. And I've I've done the same thing with clients with with um, you were mentioning horseback riding earlier, a lot of people are fearful of such a big animal, and you know, working working with them um, helps them to overcome that fear. There's just a million different examples of things that you can do to overcome fears. Well, I th- I think it's interesting too because when when we admire someone else from a distance, uh, I don't know what it is about human nature, but we tend to think that the person just went from step A to step B, no problem, (laughs) you know, and we just kind of make this quick assessment that, oh, wow, look at, you know, what they've accomplished. That's incredible, you know, how did they do that? But they they have no idea of the the walk or the fear that someone has had to overcome in order to be doing that. I know recently I took up um, songwriting again, and actually performed in front of an audience, um, you know, the a song that I had written. And what happened to me when I was in my 20s is I had written this song. I was so excited about it because it was my first true song that I had written because of what unity, the teaching of, of unity and the oneness of unity had done to kind of like save my life. I mean, literally. Um But anyway, that's a different talk for a different day. But I remember, like, standing up then at 20 to sing that song, and I couldn't think of a word. I was so afraid. I was so terrified. It's like I couldn't think of a thing. And so for the longest time, you know, I let that hold me back. And and I've been doing that now. I've been facing that, you know, full out. And you're right. I love what you said because on the other side is total empowerment. You know, look what I did for me. That's it's pretty great. And it, and because you mentioned that, the other thing that I do with clients is, and myself is, I'll say, you know, write down all of the accomplishments that you've had in your life. When have you felt that that you know high five moment? When have you felt that aha moment of, you know, yes, I've done this and and it felt really good? And how many times, you know, go back as far as you can remember and write down all of the things that come to mind that you've accomplished. And no matter how low you are or down you're feeling, if you do that, everybody I've ever worked with winds up looking at it going, wow, I can't believe that. I've done all of that. When I see it written down, I feel like I'm reading about somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and so much of the fear stuff is things that we just make up in our head, isn't it? I mean, uh, it's just stuff we, we, we make up rather than anything that has to be true for our, for our being. Uh, I, people are always so fascinated as a, as a speaker because, you know, I've been doing it like 20 years now, and when I coach people, 
about being a better speaker, they're always shocked when I tell them, you know, that I used to be so terrified that I'd ask people not to call on me. You know, I was in ministerial class, and I'd ask the teacher, please don't call on me because I I don't want to (laughs) talk. Now, that would be kind of hard, wouldn't it? I mean, for that to be your whole life and to be terrified, but I was. And the only way to really overcome it was the doing it. You know, just going, just being aware that the fear is there, but doing it anyway. And that's, you know, that's for sure. And really, um, you know, being willing to um, understand that a lot of people feel afraid, but it doesn't stop them from achieving their goals. And And sometimes people... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and the fears never entirely go away. I think sometimes people think, you know, when I can when I can finally not be afraid of anything. I'm not sure that that's the goal. I think that it's just always having the courage to move forward whenever your our ever changing fears arise. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a, a valid point. Well, you and I have have shared before about, you know, some of the obstacles that we've faced living in a southern town, you know, living in a a box. And I think that's part of our culture as well is a lot of people are taught um, with religiosity that it's not okay to think about yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and don't, in fact, you're selfish if you do and... You know, a lot of us have those tapes that play in our minds. Yeah, we feel, um, we're taught to feel guilty if we put ourselves in a, in a level of, of importance. But really, in order to make a true difference in the world, for us to make the difference, we've got to have that level of, of knowing who we are and being able to really understand um, our way of, of being. Yeah, I think um, one of my favorite things that I often remind myself of is that, you know, it doesn't serve anyone to, to stay small. You know, to hold back in any way is just staying small and thinking that somehow that you know, is a, uh, is a good attribute. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a uh, for me, that's been a hard thing to to overcome. You know, I still I still have those things sometimes, and then I have to shift and change my mind about it. Oh yeah, we catch ourselves all the time. There's a, a bunch of us here in North Carolina uh, horseback riding, and one of the um, the men was saying that, "Oh gosh, you know, I'm just getting old." And I said, you know, you're not old. I mean, we're all, aging is inevitable, but old is a choice. And it's very interesting for me when I, when I visit some of these places that I used to be a part of, you know, growing up, and hearing the constant, you know, throughout 24 hours, uh, people's rigid beliefs of, you know, what they think and how they... They limit themselves. Um, as another person was saying, so I'm just uh, I'm protecting their name. <laughs> some of them I'm related to. 
if you know what I mean. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, one lady was saying how, well, I said, gosh, there's so many, you know, homes here that don't have uh, beautiful landscaping and beautiful trees. And, you know, her answer was, well, because when they get old, you know, they don't feel like taking the time to take care of them. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh! Well, what about the you know forty other years <laughs> while they're waiting as homeowners? I mean, it, it you know it's just interesting because these things are they're not really intelligent, are they? And we all have them. I'm not just picking on you know the couple of people that I've been around you know since I've been here, but um, we all have these little things that they're so in our way and. I think that's a good uh, project for people to journal this week or what are some of the excuses um, that I say to myself that have been holding me back and and what, you know, how are they limiting me and what's in my way of that? I think that would be interesting uh, for all of you that are listening today to take the time uh, to really look with some of those ideas and see how how you're holding back. And and constantly um remind yourself to become a, to be aware. I think the awareness sometimes is the the most difficult part is to to just be honest and say, "Ooh, I do that." Um, cuz once the acknowledgement is there, once the awareness is there, the shifts become a little easier, don't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they they really do. And um, it's just that ability to listen in, you know, and, and to pay attention. Well, one of the things that we um, were very excited to talk about today on our show was how people either they're holding back from, so they're holding back from possibilities or how they're holding on to. And I know we have a number of people that were excited for us to really talk about and to discuss that concept. So when we come back from break, we're actually going to elaborate and talk about how uh, everybody has the opportunity to do the hokey pokey and put their whole selves in, <laughs> but not everybody does that. <laughs> they... <laughs> do you like I that? Love that. I love that. I do, too. I do, too. So we're going to take a short break. And, again, I just want to say how grateful we are that you have joined us this afternoon. And you're here with Temple Hayes and Liz Young. If you love hearing these messages from Unity Online Radio, we encourage you to make a donation. And we thank you for participating with us on moving from good to amazing and experiencing the amazing life. So we'll be right back. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you.
2,088 hours. That's how long most of us will spend at work this year. You'll spend about the same amount of time sleeping. So when does that leave time for the stuff that really matters, like your spiritual practice? The good news is your spirituality doesn't have to be separate from your job. It can and should be woven into everything you do, especially in the workplace. New from Unity Books, Good Business, putting spiritual principles into practice at work. Charlotte Shelton, co-host of the Unity online radio show, Good Business, brings you insights from some of her top guests. Learn from 20 good business leaders, including Brian Tracy, Rianne Eisler, Peter Block, Daryl Connor, and Margaret Wheatley. They'll show you how to bring spiritual principles into alignment with best business practices to create thriving, sustainable organizations and fulfilling lives for the people who work in them. Make the most of your 2,088 hours. Tune in to Good Business Mondays at 4 p.m. Central and purchase the new book, Good Business, online today at www.unitybooks.org. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Hi, I'm Temple Hayes, and welcome back to From Good to Amazing, and we're so ecstatic and happy that you're with us today and joining me is a long-term colleague, a business consultant, a woman that has been a mover and shaker and entrepreneur spirit and business for herself since she was 27 years old, Liz Young. And if you'd like to know more about Liz, you can follow her on Facebook. It's Liz, is it Elizabeth Butler Young or is it Liz Butler Young, Liz? I think it's just Liz. Okay, Liz Butler-Young. So you'll definitely want to follow Liz and and friend her because she's always uh, doing so much in the consultant world and teaching other people how to excel and accomplish their dreams. So what are the areas that that we have found uh, from uh, both of our consulting and coaching businesses is the way that that people hold back uh, from... um, either relationships or uh, their creativity or their finances. And one of the things that, that I've seen happen to so many people is they'll have a couple of relationships along the way in their lives 
and they get disappointed or they you know their heart um is broken that's their terminology not necessarily mine or it it just doesn't work out or they found it is um a lot more work uh, than what they had anticipated and so rather than be willing to just step in to the next one or to you know be open like oh boy that was basic training and now the good stuff is coming um, they don't allow another relationship to to come into their lives, and and in that starts to be like rigidity, and people having a lot of heart issues because they're not really uh, accelerating from a place of open heartedness. I mean, we are feeling loving human beings, and we're here in this life to be open hearted. What do you think about that, Liz? Oh, I think you're exactly right. And I think that what I've seen in dealing with people is that whenever they're holding back, it's usually because they're making assumptions based on past experience or based on their own thoughts. And I think that if we take the time to find out if what we think the other person in the relationship is thinking that quite often we're way off the mark. That's what I found. Mm-hmm. And that's with any relationship, not just, uh, you know, it, it, that can happen in, in business or friendships or whatever. I think the biggest thing we think is project our own beliefs and our own thoughts onto someone else when when they might be thinking the complete opposite. Well, yeah, I mean, it's so true. I mean, you hear some people talking about those beliefs, you know, that they have adapted that limit them is, you know, you'll hear people say, well, that's just the way, you know, men are. That's just the way that, you know, women are. And it's like, no, excuse me. You know what? That's the way you are. (laughs) You know, and because that's the way you are, then that's the way it is for you because that's the law of cause and effect and you're getting what you bring. I mean, I'm so grateful that in my 30s and 40s that I didn't go out and start doing seminars and workshops on relationships because I would never want to be quoted today for half the things (laughs) I said. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, I was so... mm. I was just in such a learning process, you know, and um, most of it was learning, it was getting back to that key element of of self-esteem. I love what uh, Meister Eckhart says when he says that true spirituality isn't addition. You know, it's not like we need to add 12 more things, you know, to be okay necessarily. It's really subtracting. It's it's taking away the, that false self, you know, that non-authentic self. It's taking away those um, ways that we we hold back from love, or that we hold back from from good. Uh, we were we were talking last week. I had um, Michelle Phillips on my show, and she does her book is Beauty Blueprint. And you know, you see people hold back in how they accept a compliment. I mean, yeah. it can be something that subtle. I mean, we think about it like big stuff, like, 
you know, can't find love in all the right places or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> lost in love on some lonely, dark highway or, you know, not really fulfilling a person's um, desire in a way of being creative. But it can be something as subtle as someone seeing you out in the world and saying, wow, you look great, you know, what have you done? And the person will talk for three minutes about all the things that's wrong (laughs) and doesn't receive, you know, the compliment at all or let it, you know, just really um, settle. Um, I, I like to teach people if I say something to them like, oh, God, that's a... That's a nice tie, and he'll go, oh, you know, this old thing, oh, it's for my dad's, or blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. I go, I would like to hear you say, thank you for noticing. (laughs) (laughs) And feel that. You know, really feel that. Don't hold back from feeling the gratitude of your life or from feeling that moment. I love um, the concept that you work with, um, Liz, when you talk about weight as a, a four-letter word. And it it is incredible in our society um, when we look at the people that are physically expressing uh, overweightness. And often, I'm not saying it's the one-all-do-all, but I have found, and especially when I used to coach people about weight loss, a lot of them are waiting a different spelling, but they are waiting on something to happen rather than um, be willing to be fully expressed and say, I'm ready, bring it on. <laughs> Here I am, wife, bring it on. Let, it, let us go. I won't hold back anymore. What do you think about that? Oh, I, I think you're absolutely right, and I think that um, every external expression is you know, directly related to what we feel on the inside. And, you know, I'll take it a step further and, you know, that I was um, diagnosed with multiple sclerosis 20-some-odd years ago. And um, I know that that um, I made myself sick, and that was my external expression for me. Mm-hmm because I wasn't willing to, to look at things and deal with things. And that, I'm only speaking for me at the moment, but that's, that's how I um, looked, at, looked at my own experience and, and made healthier changes. And once you were able to do that, did your situation and your symptoms change? Oh, without a doubt. And, and and have um, have always uh, improved, you know, with every emotional improvement or spiritual growth experience that I have, the better that I feel physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, having uh, met you along the way, you would never know that you've ever had any kind of physical ailment in your life. I mean, your energy is thriving and. You know, you, you're the kind of person that takes the room. So whatever it was you were holding back from, you obviously have made made peace from that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hear that all the time, and I accept it, and thank you for noticing, Temple. 
<laughs> that was a that was a quick learning right there, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I I know that too with um you know meeting many people along the way and I've even had this happen with with friends uh especially that they're animal people. You know, and they just love their pets and I know for me not having, you know, real true kids I mean, I have a lot of kids that I, you know, take claim with, meaning um, they're friends or, you know, I I love them and I like to attempt to be a role model for them and things, but I don't have any birth children. But um, I have lots of animals, you know, as as you know. <laughs> so, I do. So that's part of moving from good to amazing is surround yourself with a lot of, with a lot of little love animals. But there are people that they'll lose a pet. And they'll they'll go the rest of their entire lives not having another pet because they say it hurts too much, you know, when they die. And it's like I don't I don't get that. I mean, yes, it does hurt, and yes, dying is a part of everything, you know. And yet, wow, the missing is all the years of relationship that you could have with this animal and all the love and all the joy, right? And um, But they don't give themselves that because they want to spare. People think that if I spare myself hurt, um, then I've, I won't be hurt anymore. If I don't get involved in a relationship, if I don't take the risk, then no one can disappoint me. But what they're not understanding, like you're saying, is the internal, I disappoint myself. I am hurting myself because of the refusal to love. Oh, no question. And I think that we are our own um, worst enemies in that respect, in that we're far more likely to hurt ourselves than anyone else really hurting us. Um, it's it's just it's part of the human conditioning that somewhere along the line we've learned to, you know, hold back and hold on to everything that can hurt us the most, and that somehow that that is a um, you know a, a sign that that we have you know that we're acting honorably or something. Well, and another way is when you you know, look at uh, the idea of what's happened with our economy and many people that that I know that they started hearing the information. I mean, some people jumped on board like two years ago, like, oh, boy, this is my reason. You know, it's my reason and it's my season because, you know, the economy is only going to get worse and I'm going to start holding back. And unfortunately for our entire um, nation, uh, that was kind of the attitude that a lot of people took of holding back to wait and see, right? And and don't you know, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, especially, you know, as a business consultant, you've probably seen a lot of companies do that, holding back from creating new products and things, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. A lot of holding back and not, you know, instead of, you know, flowing what we do have coming in, it's it's like a fear-based holding on to because we might not 
you know, get a return on investment tomorrow, um, you know, it's always looking at it like that. But recently I received a, um, I think it was a, a message going around Facebook actually, and it was talking about, you know, acknowledging that and, and mm-hmm. that as, as community leaders that we should look in our community and think, what are three businesses that if our community, you know, if the business went out of business tomorrow that we would really miss and go out and spend $50 between those three businesses. And I thought that was one of the coolest things I had seen because I could immediately think of a number of businesses, you know, small businesses around me that I would really miss if if they had if they went out of business. And since that day, I have consciously thought about doing business with, you know, with businesses that I would truly miss. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I love that. And I think that's a, an idea that we can all, you know, raise the bar and start thinking about that more impactfully and more effectively for sure. Because I'm thinking about, wow, now I would miss that. I would miss those, the dry cleaners and I would... I would miss um, some of the restaurants that have been there for years. And that's a great point. And it really makes you think about it in a different way, too, of you know, supporting and, and sharing the good. And I don't know about you, but the most prosperous I've ever felt in my life is when I'm just circulating that good. And there's no limitation as far as... Um, you know, I don't hold it that way. I think about, I don't think about myself having and being guided by one true prophet um, and, and law statement. It's just this is energy that we have to share. And that's ultimately what it is, isn't it? It's the ability to share energy and, and exchanging energy on any given way. And if we're holding back in any way, our, our energy is restricted um, we're not accelerating. Our, our vibration of life isn't accelerated. And I do think back to the person that says, oh, I'm getting old. Um, there is a decision and a choice being made of, oh, I'm going to start limiting myself. You know, I only have so much energy a day to give away, and I better hold on to the little bit that I have. And that's exactly what happens, doesn't it? Because when you're into your... Um, you know, your vibe and your energy and you feel younger, you're not holding back in any way. I mean, you don't think about, well, I better make choices of the one thing I can do today. You're just, oh, wow, what's next? What's next, you know? How can I play full out there even more? So that's, I think, um, key in this whole thing as well. Well, we're getting ready to take a break, um, Liz, and it's just a pleasure talking about From Good to Amazing, and we're going to talk about our stressors that get in our way when we come back after this short break, and also how we hold on to things. So I'm Temple Hayes. Thanks so much for joining us on this show, and we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn Twist. I'm the author of The Soul of Money. 
If you're struggling right now with a financial crisis, I recommend going to www.unityfm and listening to our course about the soul of money and how to handle this in a way that brings out the deep spirituality that's available at this time. You know, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Join author Lynn Twist for the blessing of the financial crisis. You'll learn new techniques to use the current economic situation to redefine your relationship with money. It's available now for immediate download at unity.fm in the video download section. Are you ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, tune in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Rev. Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Hi, I'm Temple Hayes. Thanks so much for joining us as we are talking this hour of From Good to Amazing, how individuals can take an ordinary life and with just a few simple changes and adjustments with spiritual awareness how they can definitely evolve to an amazing life. And knowing that, we have an amazing guest with us today, Liz Young, who's been a business consultant and an entrepreneur since she's been in her 20s. And we're delighted that you're here with us, Liz. And we're talking about energy and ways of being. We're talking about what keeps people from actually literally doing the hokey pokey and putting their whole selves in. <laughs> we're, we're talking about people that, you know, hold on to, hold back from uh, situations and circumstances where they could be playing full out. And I think that's been something. Um, years ago, I was reading uh, Marlo Thomas's book, Right Words at the Right Time. And what she did, actually, is she took various people, some were famous, and some were, um, you know, famous in sports, some celebrities, et cetera. And she asked them, what were the right words that you heard at the right time? And I believe it was Serena Williams talking about her sister in tennis. And she said, how is it that you're able to play full out like you do? And she says, well, I just know I'm there anyway. And being there anyway, I'm going to give it 100%. No holding back. And that that has really been a real guiding mark for me 
when I think about did I put my whole self in? You know, did I really do it all the way? Or was I waiting to see what others would do or how other people would would um, get involved or wait and see what happens first and all that little head chatter that, that goes on. But holding on to is definitely a, a big part of that. I've had people come to me for years and say, you know, would you please pray that this old relationship I'm in will get better. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> like it, you know what I mean? Like you put tape on it, you know, and a little bit of glue, and, you know, you pray over it, and you hope it will work out, and I'll go. And I usually shock them, and I go, no, I, I won't be able to do that. But I'll pray that you can have a new relationship with the person that you're talking about. How does that feel to you? And they go, oh. Okay. Oh, I see your point. Yes. I'm just holding something in the past. I'm not moving forward. I'm holding on to an old idea that could never be true again, even if I forced it, right? Right. What do you and, think? And, and what's wrong with, um, you know, holding on to, uh, there's a saying, all of the good, none of the bad. Mm-hmm. And being consciously aware of holding on to the to the good things and releasing those things that hold us back. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that, you know, we were talking about growing up in southern towns, one of the things is that I love to hold on to, which came from the south, is, you know, if you don't have something good to say about somebody, don't speak at all. You know, don't say it. Mm-hmm. And and that I do believe that I was, that we were taught in the south to leave people feeling better when you have left them, then they've, you know, would have been feeling had you not, you know, come into their life. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if, if when you leave a conversation, if you leave a room, if you leave a, you know, whatever circumstance it is, leave the person involved feeling better. Um, and I always ask myself that, you know, like, did I accomplish that or was I a... Um, you know, a, a balloon popper. I, I love that concept, and it, it's it's thinking about, like, the law of increase. And I'm that way, like, if I go, uh, I stay, I travel a lot, and I stay in hotels um, often. And it's like, I'm not going to apply that I totally clean up my hotel room, <laughs> I don't go to that level. <laughs> Could I borrow your vacuum, please? I mean, I don't go to that level, but I clean it up. You know, I know who's cleaning up my room. I um, I make a connection with them. I say hello. I um, They matter, and I treat them accordingly. And I do that with the waiter or the waitress or the flight attendant. To me, it's just it's what it's all about. And I, I think that's a valuable point sometimes to go through your day and say, did I? You know, when I was there waiting in line at the grocery store, was I so hooked by, oh, I'm so important, you know, and I'm in a hurry and I need to go? Or am I aware of all my surroundings, the people that are sitting, standing beside me? Did I say hello to the guy that's, or the girl that's, you know, putting things in my bag? Um, those kind of things. It's, it's little simple things that 
It's the thread of life working together always for our highest and best good. You know, if we if we'll let it, if we'll let it. I agree. And one of my favorite things is if I'm in a hurry, I'm in the car and I've got to be somewhere at a certain time and I'm running late. If I if I fret about it and get upset and think, oh, you know, if I I'm gonna I've got gotten stopped by another light. Or, or whatever, then that is exactly what I continue to attract. So what I like to do is when, I, if, when I'm in a real hurry trying to get somewhere, I purposely slow down and let other people come in front of me. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, it's just sort of like this deep breath that takes place inside, and it, it calms me and magically... I wind up with extra time doing it that way. I'm, that's so. That's such a valid point, and it's so true. Because when you feel that you're rushing around and you're in a hurry, it's almost like you know everybody's connected to the same um, intercom or something, and it's like they contact people to intentionally get in front of you. It's like <laughs> there she comes. You know, she's in a hurry, so send on the slow committee to to slow her down. It's just hysterical. It's like, gosh, I couldn't make this happen anymore if I tried, you know. But you're so right. If you just back off from it and just allow it to flow. And, And that's a good point also because that's kind of the way it is in life, isn't it? When we start feeling like we're not where we thought we would be at 35 or... Um, you know, we're now 45 or we thought certain things would happen and we're into this rush mode and, and wanting to force things to work out a certain way. If we just stop and remember the core values of being difference makers, being the change we wish to see, giving, you know, how can I give today versus how can I take, uh, doors start opening that we never imagined would open. I think you just said the key point of the whole conversation is when you start thinking about what can I give versus mm-hmm. what's in it for me is is the key to everything. If you're always wanting something better for someone else, you know, giving a, a hand up, giving words of encouragement, even, you know, turning around that, uh, example that you gave of complimenting someone, you know, asking them to accept a compliment. Anything that you do that lifts someone's energy up is the key. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. And the part about that that's even deeper is, you know, when when people are giving you compliments or people are giving us love, if we stand in it, you know, if we can hold the space of receiving, we'll have more. I really believe we'll have more. I, When I turned 50, so I just want to elaborate, that hasn't been that long ago. It was just right around the corner, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Not that anybody cares, but I just need to say it for myself. But I was on a plane. Um, I had been out of the country, and I was flying back um an international flight, and they told the flight attendant that I had turned 50, and the entire plane sang to me. 
And it was like just one of those incredible moments of receiving. You know, and rather than, you know, going, oh, thank you, and, you know, putting my head down in the seat, I stood, I took off my seatbelt, and I stood, (laughs) and I just looked at everybody, and I just let myself receive it. Um, And it was such a vibration of life, of receiving all these good feelings, you know, coming at me. And I just feel that, and let me tell you, I mean, you know, 10, 12, 14 years prior to that, I would have been real shy around something like that. Or I would have just said, oh, thank you for sharing and moved on, rather than just stand in the space. Because the more that I feel we show internally, I am comfortable with receiving greatness, the more we'll have. And I know you're a true example of that as well as, so I know you understand that one. I do, and it's funny that you use that example, Temple, and I don't know if I shared this with you or not, but I was recently at a conference with about, I think it was 1,800 people, and there was a, a gentleman there who does, um, who was doing muscle testing, you know, where you extend your arm, and if, if whatever you're holding agrees with you, your arm will stay strong, and if it you know, if it doesn't, you're, you know, the person can put your arm down with ease for those who mm-hmm. don't know what that is. And they had one person stand on the stage and they said, okay, all of you send positive thoughts and to this person. And they had everybody at, at like the count of three stand up, cheer, you know, just send them all the excitement and loving energy. And that person just illuminated. Then they had, out of 1,800 people, they only had, I think, four or five people on the very front row purposely send this person negative energy. So nothing else changed except for the fact that they just took those two, you know, those few people. And the energy in the whole room shifted. Just those few people were able to impact the end result. Wow. That's so incredible, isn't it? And so true. I mean, the moment you said that, I went, oh, I totally get that. Absolutely. That was the and most you could see it on their faces thing. and in their body. Oh. Well, the, the, the person couldn't hold their arm up anymore when the muscle tester was pushing it down, even though there were, you know less than a fraction of a percent of the people sending negative thoughts. I think about Mm -hmm. that every single time I'm tempted to be negative. I think about what an impact that makes. Mm -hmm. I've started a a new ritual. I mean, I love Louise Hayes' uh, ritual where every night before she goes to bed, she says, you know, life loves me, you know. Um, But I have been doing one um, and asking for forgiveness of the people that I may have hurt, knowing or unknowing. You know, I forgive myself for the people I have hurt, knowingly or unknowingly. Well, I'm telling you, Liz, I have learned a lot just from being on the show with you today, and it has been incredible just experiencing, once again, sitting in a conversation of from good to amazing. Those of you that are joining us today and are listening, please look at the areas in your life in which you may be holding back from 
are holding on to and ways that you could learn to excel in a new level because all life is ever asking us to do is give up what's making us unhappy so that we can really live this wonderful and magical and amazing life. Don't hold back. Do that hokey pokey and put your whole self in. I'm Temple Hayes. If you'd like to know more about the work that I'm doing, join me on templehays.org and join Liz on Facebook at Liz Butler Young. Again, from good to amazing, it's our life and now is the time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. Whether you love the Bible or hate it, turn to it daily or refuse to have it in your house, The Bible Alive! Exploring Your Spiritual Roadmap is a program designed just for you. Here on Unity FM, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you are seeking? Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, for The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap with Rev. Ed Townley, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Repeat the words. God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel, and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.